Welcome, one and all, to a very special episode of what we just had to call EG Like Christmas Morning, our podcast review of 2021, broadcast live, clearly, as we all get together to reflect on the year that was on Christmas morning. So joining me with nothing better to do on such a day is a guest list of such pedigree it would make Graham Norton jealous. The EG Dream Team of Editor Sam McClary, Deputy Editor Tim Burke, Head of Content Emily Wright, and News Editor Pui Guan Man. How are you all on this most festive of occasions? I'm doing brilliant. Happy Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. I'm glad that this is going out at 11 o'clock that we're recording this, Jess, because um, obviously we've all had huge amounts of presents to open. Exactly, yes. We had to do these get these responsibilities out of the way absolutely what, what, what uh, what's been the most exciting gift under your tree sam um the lump of coal uh <laughs> jess um, just the which, one just the well you know it's tough times isn't it and <laughs> and um you know we know there's an energy crisis so oh no fair, fair enough fair enough yeah i got oh, a single it. satsuma just Did the one you? satsuma so that's one of my five a day sorted has anyone ever experienced the 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 I don't know whether this is just something in my family, but for years my my mother when we were kids would put a chocolate orange at the bottom of our stocking um instead of the satsuma, which was a stroke of genius. And then one year, inexplicably, she just she just pulled the rug out from under us and changed it all up again and we got normal oranges and it was really really oh. probably the worst Christmas ever. Did, did, did she wrap the orange in, in the orange foil wrapping of a chocolate orange? Yeah, if she'd that done be... that, that would have been cruel, wouldn't it? That would have been like the equivalent of, you know, yeah. uh the coal at the bottom, I think. But yeah. These oh. are lessons you can learn for motherhood. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, we must, I hope there, are, hope there are no children listening, actually. So obviously, Father Christmas did the stockings. Oh, crikey, so, yeah. Let's not ruin, let's not ruin that. Yeah. What, are the, what are the great Christmas traditions do you all have in your households? Ours is um, every Christmas Eve, this is, this is, I hope this isn't going to be too much info, but we all, everyone in the household gets a new set of Christmas pyjamas. Oh, so it's been a little yeah. tradition for years. Christmas jimmy jams to go to bed in on christmas eve it's very exciting uh, that is a lovely tradition i love pajamas when i jammies are great on, aren't they when i Sorry, tweet this out a bit later i hope you retweet it with a picture of yourself in your your new christmas jammies tim deal deal i'll do that among with uh, whatever <laughs> your 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 cool christmas uh listening is do you know what? it's usually a bit of frank sinatra's christmas tunes on okay, the old turntable um around this time of year uh always good uh, i don't think anyone can beat that can they no that's that's very classy i was i was expecting something uh, a little different from tim no no Uh, sticking with it's got to be it's got to be traditional (laughs) got to be traditional in this in the holiday holiday period speaking of tradition now at this time of year of course everyone is doing their reviews of 2021 so i thought why be original um let's get in on the act ourselves so um it's obviously been another year that uh, has not been without its challenges, shall we say? But shall we, shall we start things on a little bit of a positive note? And I thought I'd ask the group uh, what uh, some of your highlights have been this year. Dead silence. Oh, I'll, I'll go first. No, I'll go first because I've, I've got. I mean, I, I, for me, it's been this really interesting year. So I, I was off for the first nine and a half months of it. Mm. Um, so I suppose you know that was that was something of a highlight having um, having my uh, having Tilly um, and um, 
but for me coming back and and seeing how everything had kind of you know progressed and was going um over that year was really interesting and I think actually when I left I had a conversation with Sam and she said you'd be able to come back and see it through fresh eyes and um it was really interesting actually and to see how the industry had really rallied in many ways and that for me was was really quite inspiring but for a personal highlight actually and I love all the interviews that I do they're all fantastic um interesting people but um I did an interview for the last special edition of the year with the four executives who um, are now making up the US team of Modulus, which is the, um, well, as the name suggests, the um, modular, the sort of tech digital modular um, company based in London. Um, and they are so inspiring. And the tagline of it was for um, executives who happen to be women rather than for women who happen to be executives. And that for me just really summed up a lot about what I think we've been trying to achieve this year, certainly around diversity, that it can be, it's so important, but it's okay for it not to be the first thing, you know, it's okay for it to be something that um, is just part of it. And um, I was so impressed by those women for many reasons, but mainly because they wanted to talk about what they were doing, um, what they wanted to do with the business before they wanted to talk about the fact they happened to be for women. Um, So that for me was a real highlight and I I shall leave it there. Let someone else have a go. <laughs> Absolutely. Pui, how about you? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not sure about, um, you know, highlights per se or, or, or it being particularly positive. <laughs> but I suppose, um, I mean, there are a lot of moments in, in 2021 to, to pick from as, as well. I mean, there was this roller coaster of court cases over over CVAs in, in the spring, uh, for one, which um, actually, Jess, you're probably way better to uh, talk about, uh, a better place to talk about than I am. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the big ones like uh, New oh, Look, yeah, yeah, Regis, yeah. all the wins and losses there. But um I suppose one of the biggest things we've um, had on the agenda in the year and uh, was and and still is, uh, you know, the the governance crisis at the RICS, um, which I've spent many an EG like Sunday morning podcast uh, talking about. Um, and, um, and and yeah, it's just been a, a yeah a bit of a, a roller coaster there as well. The ups and downs of um, of everything um, unfolding there. But I suppose that. Was yeah, one I think the... a highlight. It can be a highlight for you that is very much not a highlight for no. uh, the RICS. I think that's fair. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. And uh, for anyone wanting to hear more about CVAs, they should, of course, have already tuned in to the top ten cases of the year podcast, which went live uh, on the 20th of December. But so if you haven't listened to that yet, you can hear more about CVAs and unpaid rent and all those kind of court disputes. Uh, Tim, what, what's been one of your? Can I have? Can I have two? Can I give yeah, one, EG, one EG highlight and then one what's been going on in the markets highlight? Is absolutely. that all right? Yeah, yeah. My EG highlight, and it, it really recent, but it is going to be my first attendance of our Future Leaders event, which was just absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Uh, like, I, you know, I'd, I'd heard how good it was. And of course, Sam had told me repeatedly how good it is. But being there in that room and and seeing those individuals from right across the industry get up on the stage and give those give such inspiring speeches with no notes to hand, which I I couldn't do if you gave me months and months of, of, of preparation for this. No notes to hand, um, it, such inspiring, moving stories that they told. I thought it was just, it was absolutely brilliant and made me feel quite optimistic about the future of, um, the future of the industry. So that is my, that was my EG highlight, I think, of the year. 
and then I think in terms of in terms of the news, this won't surprise you as someone who loves who loves the market wrap at 5 p.m. every evening. But I think everything that's gone on in the London markets has just been fascinating this year. Like so much big ticket M&A, um, IPO plans that have gone wrong, IPO plans that have gone through, uh, massive amounts of fundraising. I just think there's been so much to keep track of in terms of London listed real estate being reshaped. It's been a really exciting time for that. If you think about Blackstone picking up St. Modwin, um, Pinebridge picking up Sigma, Blackstone and APG picking up um, GCP, the, the student accommodation company. And then to, to Capital, you've got Landsec buying you and I, which closed, um, which closed this week. I just think it's been um, it's been a super interesting time for looking at how the whole industry in terms of the listed space has been shaken up this year. Which closed this week? Are you sure? Are you sure in the Christmas I'm, week? It, yeah, I'm sure it did. It's oh, a done. It's, it's been, a done it's been deal. Such a world, Tim's lost oh. lost track of the days. Uh, yeah, I think that closed in in mid December. Yeah. Um, not on Christmas. Not I've Christmas. only <laughs> just realised that I messed that up. I was like, nope, definitely didn't. No, sorry. It no, no, you didn't mess it up, Tim. You just got, you, you, you just you lost just, track of the do days. You know what? It's the, egg, it's the eggnog. It's the eggnog. It's the eggnog. I've had too. I've had too much already. Too much eggnog in you, Jimmy Jams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not a euphemism. Not a that euphemism. visual, Sam. Sam McClary, I'm going to have to mute myself now. Um, I, so highlights for me... Um, um, because I'm not going to let Tim get away with two without me having two, um, <laughs> is I think so ex- externally, it's the acceleration, the transformation of the the industry. And uh, on so many on so many levels, I think, you know, Tim's just talked about how the markets have have changed so so dramatically. In the, and, you know, the the activity that we've seen there, um, I think the you know, the conversation around DNI and probably more on the I um, has really accelerated too. And we, you know, we've still got a really long way to go. But there isn't a conversation that I have with a senior senior leader where they're not really passionate about making change and authentic about it too, which I think is new. And and just actually the feedback that they give to to us at what we're doing at EG to, you know not let them get away with it just being just being talk and actually you know sort of shining that light back on ourselves as well because we as we as eg have still got a lot of lot of work to do ourselves so going on going on that journey with the with the industry i think also just the the transformation in the type of asset that is now um part of this wonderful world of, of real estate i think we've seen some really interesting new classes come through obviously everyone talking about life sciences and there's a huge amount of interest and and so much for us to dig into into in in the years going forward into into that market but also you know film studios have suddenly become this this really interesting regeneration tool and a new asset that people are going into you know the 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 tech that Emily has been writing about for for years and years is now, you know, sort of really becoming part of of the everyday conversation in in real estate. So the, for me, a highlight is how transformative real estate really is is becoming on so so many levels. I haven't mentioned um, uh, sustainability or or social impact yet, but there too, we're you know we're we're really seeing really exciting steps in the right direction. You know, I think um gpe's social impact um 
uh, strategy that they put out was really, really interesting. And the fact that they want to share that so widely with the with the sector to say, hey, look, we can all make a change to, together. I think that's a, a really great starting point. I think on sustainability, there's a huge amount left to do because it's it's really not very clear. You know, there is no net zero carbon definition that everyone can can work to. So there's there's huge leaps that still need to come there. But the passion behind wanting to be a superhero, a savior, um, is is it just feels good. It feels good. And what a what a transformation that would be for real estate if it goes from being, you know, the villain, which is often the the view that people have of it, to the superhero and showing that it can make all these changes. So that's my external uh, highlight. But my internal one is our team, because, you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna, uh, no one would believe me if I said, hey, it's been a brilliant two years. We've we've just sailed through it. It's been a really tough, tough two two years for everyone out there. And I am immensely proud of the EG team for operating like a like a family. A, a real family and you know we ha- we have a little um little arguments from time to time uh and you know you don't you want to pull someone's hair or um you know uh steal their eggnog over christmas christmas lunch but we always come together still not a euphemism yeah <laughs> um, maybe uh and um um and we just work so well together and everyone everyone is such a valuable part of this team and i am grateful for everyone and yeah, a big thank you. So that the team is my highlight. They're awesome. Wow, what what can we say to that? Tears welling up on the screen in front of me. And uh, people obviously don't get uh, to see the video of, of of these things at home, but for people that are on this call, know that one of my highlights is the constant battle to stop a cat making noise whilst I'm recording um, podcasts every week, which is just even worse when there is a Christmas tree in the room. So um, yeah. Uh, I guess, um, Sam, as we move on to some of the, uh, the the lowlights and the biggest disappointments of 2022, it's kind of a little bit of the the corollary of of what you you said as one of the highlights. I mean, I imagine the results of the DNI survey would be, uh, you know, one of your greatest disappointments, and and obviously, uh, the you know what we discussed um, this summer following uh, England uh, losing in the in the final of uh, the Euros. Yeah, excuse me. Absolutely. Um, Sam still choked thinking about still the team. Choked, still <laughs> choked. That's that was worse than future leaders, which always gets me every time I do it. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm meant to be cold-hearted and and strong. Um, yeah, you know that not just the DNI survey actually that was really uh, um, disappointing to to read and hard to read, but you know when we did the LGBTQ survey, it was the same mm. sort of story that hey, we had been moving forward and then um there suddenly seemed to be a slowdown in 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 progress so it you, you know you can look at them and those surveys and feel really despondent i suppose and and just a bit you could you could quite easily give up on the industry but there's part of me that thinks actually well maybe people are being more honest in these these surveys now and really highlighting the issues so that we can make it better so I think we just have to um, we have to open our eyes to the fact that we don't live in a perfect world and there are still 
horrible people that live on this planet of ours. But if we can all open our eyes and understand the the challenges that every person has and try and work towards a place where you know I don't think we're ever gonna we're never gonna um get rid of discrimination in any any form are, are we but we can we can every year do do better and I think that you know the response that I got from from people wanting to know how they could do better after those surveys is what enables me to feel confident that we will we will get there but it's not it's not going to be over overnight unfortunately not uh, so I'm sure, i imagine it will be a topic to which we return uh, in 2022 um and uh throwing things out to the team or what have been some of the other uh disappointments or, or frustrations of of 2021 I think just that ongoing lack of certainty and direction that you feel when you're wading through another year that you've spent a huge chunk of in lockdown, finally feel like there's a recovery coming around the corner and then this new variant hits and new guidance comes back in. It's just that that frustration of not yet being able to see, see a clear path for me out mm. of this. And I think that's sort of personally and professionally as well as then what it means for the industry. Mm. Yeah, I'm with Tim on on that one. I mean, it's been it's been such a, a a rough year, and you know, we're going into the next one with quite a lot of uh, trepidation too. And and everything had only just started to look up, you know, in terms of investment activity, occupational activity, you know, businesses and listed space, uh, you know, starting to turn things around. And even in the most hard hit um, sectors like you know retail and hospitality, but um. But, you know, just to bring things back up again a little bit, it's it's hard not to feel positive that, you know, the industry is going to come out of whatever's around the corner in much the same way as it, as it had been or the hints of it, um, you know, um, as we've been seeing in, in recent weeks. Just my two cents. <laughs> That's, it's, it's, it's great. Very good uh, two cents. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to, to bring that air of positivity back, which we all want on, on Christmas Day. Um, so... Uh, as we look ahead, I'm not going to be so predictable uh, as to ask for your New Year resolutions for property. Uh, but what what are your aspirations for what the New Year will bring uh, in real estate? I, I mean, I was um, on a call yesterday with our tech advisory panel, <clears throat> um, which is brilliant, as always. And I think we should probably sort of rename it the Tech ESG Talent Cities and Everything Else Advisory Panel, because we've just, you know, I think I came back into a role having been doing tech, which is ESG Cities, Tech and Talent. And it, I thought they were four four things that really work very well together but I'm coming to realize that tech is sort of a foundation and then everything else kind of falls on top of that. And it's a very great enabler. Um, and I think from what I was hearing on that call yesterday, that 2022, certainly from that, from that, those, those sort of um, major issues perspectives, needs to be the year, if possible, of the specifics. And it sort of feels like 2021, when everyone's been grappling, and certainly 2020, the, you know, the, the second, you know, two thirds of it, has been a year. It have been sort of years where broad brush statements have kind of been allowed because nobody knew or knows what on earth is going on so um i think everybody was a looking for reassurance um and b just not sure what was happening so you could say things like oh well you know um 
tenant engagement is going to bring people back to the office or hybrid working is going to be X, Y and Z. Um, and that's fine to a degree. But um, I think everybody sort of felt that next year needs to be like, well, no, hang on a minute. What does that mean? And how do we apply it? And not in a negative way. And it's actually quite exciting. It's in a really um, sort of what's the word? It's gone from my head. Um, but a kind of a, a really like a, a real keenness to actually start actioning some stuff that people have been talking about for a long time. I feel like, you know, what Tim was saying and, and Pui as well, you know, about this sort of the lethargy that comes from just not knowing and not knowing and not knowing. And, you know, I do think it's going to be a while before we're in a position where we really know what's happening. But it feels like people are prepared to sort of take take things much more in in, in, their, in control and just think, right, well, we're going to work with what we've got. So that's really interesting. And I think we're going to see a lot more focus on, you know, what actually has to happen in cities to make them work for the future. What what tech should we be applying? I mean, we've been asking that question for years. What tech should we be, we be applying? People have kind of been saying, oh, well, we're answering that question, but have they? Not, not really. Um, and I think that, that next year could really be a good year for that, you know, really seeing people applying it um, because we can't afford not to anymore and also can't afford to do it without, you know, really understanding why it is that people are doing it. You know, if you're going to use tech to get people back to offices, for example, uh, it's a good it's a good example. You can't afford to sort of get that wrong, really. You know, it's particularly not when the answers are out there. You kind of have to know what what are we going to be using? What's going to work for our business building tenants, whatever it might be, and then really, really apply it. Um, so I was actually really encouraged by the conversation yesterday. And I feel that while 2022 might not bring the certainty that everybody is so, so craving, um, I do feel that it might bring some micro certainties, you know, so periods of time where people are like, right, for the next three months, we're going to focus on this and hope that things don't change again. Um, so that's what I think. And I think it's encouraging and positive. I guess I don't think it's Sorry. Uh, I mean, Sorry. That, that specificity that Emily mentions, that that's very much needed in terms of climate and net zero as, you know, we're Absolutely. hurtling towards towards deadlines. And, you know, that vague uh, sort of COP26 has reminded us really that, that vague notions of, of doing what we can is not good enough. And we, we need to be uh, very specific uh, in in the steps that we're taking. And I'll shut up in a minute and hand over to someone else. But just to remind everybody that Guy Granger at Cretech this year on stage said 2030, 2025. You're all mad. Two years. He said two years. I, you know, that was his prediction that potentially within two years, if you don't have a net zero carbon assets, then they are effectively potentially valueless, given that the insurance sector and the, you know, the, the, the all, everything that's going on in the, sort of the loans market and all that kind of stuff is so much further ahead in terms of regulation that, you know, we could, people could find themselves, as he said, without a paddle. And, um, you know, everyone knows the first half of that phrase. I think what? that Sam mentioned Sorry, that Sam mentioned GPE's um, social impact framework. Like I think that's exactly what we need to see from companies when you talk about putting the specifics forward. Something that something that has plenty of pound signs in it, and we've written about this in the past. Please done uh, done some great stuff on that challenge of working out the monetary value of social impact. And I think unless you can start as a company making really clear links between all those ESG factors and what is going on inside your business and on the balance sheet it it feels like it feels like it remains a vague a vague conversation and i think i think firms like gpe are, are starting to starting to make it feel more concrete 
which I don't, is that a pun? I don't, I don't know if that's a pun. If it was, it wasn't intended. But anyway, um, I think there's I think there's a real yeah a real push to get as as Emily says more specifics out there than just the kind of generic talk. And you know, I think it's the the younger generation out of real estate and in real estate that are going to force that to happen. You know, mm. Jess, you mentioned um, COP and the big message from COP was from the youth movement that said, we don't want to hear about your targets. We don't want to hear about, hey, we're going to do this or here's my roadmap. We want to see it. We want to see what action you are taking right, right now. And when I've been having conversations with senior leaders, they are taking so much advice and pressure from the younger people in their business who are, you know, unafraid to go up to a senior partner and say, well, what are you doing about this? What are we as a company doing? You know, how is this um, impacting real estate? I know this. What do you know? And they are, you know, sitting back, listening to those people and pushing them forward to say, OK, you know, we we don't know all the answers to this, but, I, you know, I feel like you do. So how do we how do we engage with that? that movement and how do we really um, bring about action, which I think has to be the theme of 2022. It has to be about actually making a change, not talking about it any anymore. And maybe it will be, uh, you know, in these um, sort of micro movements as, as, as Emily's talked about, but there has to be something. And we, ca- we can't have another year of just just talking and just setting frameworks and just setting targets for somewhere down the down the line because they don't mean anything 2022 the year of walking the walk absolutely I, I should also say a big thank you to emily's um advisory panel for working on christmas eve as well which exactly. i think is above and beyond great devotion and uh yeah well Pui, i should should really ask you what what, what are your hopes for rics in 2022 <laughs> yeah well um i mean i guess it just needs to to sort itself out really I mean it seems to have gotten itself kind of on on sort sort of the right footing to do so I mean it's it's appointed uh you know uh Lord um Bishard to oversee this big review into purpose and relevance and I think um the call for evidence has only just started and and, and well started a couple of weeks ago now um but uh, but yeah going into uh January should um you know things should hopefully really um start to to pick up I guess the key is for the RICS to, you know, actually listen <laughs> um, this time to, to members. And um, and yeah, that's that's the hope. Um, I suppose, um, yeah, I, I guess next year I'll, I'll also be really interested to see um, how the, um, you know, the repurposing narrative um, plays out. I mean, um, this year has definitely been one of, um, you know, seeing a lot of um, landlords and, and developers putting their creativity to the test and, and you know, filling up um, all these empty retail spaces um you know with with new and innovative uh, concepts uh, well some more innovative than others sometimes it's just an office um but you know it's nice to see that sort of you know it's just really interesting to see how that's unfolding and hopefully next year we'll bring many more interesting new uh, concepts um that will hopefully inspire um you know keep everyone inspired <laughs> And, and to return to a theme that, that has been a regular uh, in, in Sam's leaders uh, this year, I imagine one thing that many people listening to this will be hoping for is that government pays more attention to 
the interests and the views of of landlords on 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 you know issues major issues like billions of pounds of unpaid rent and business rates reform and, and that kind of thing i think yeah i mean that that has got to be a big story next year hasn't it you know all of this debt that there is out there what are landlords gonna say hey no it's okay um we'll we'll just write it off unlikely um but how on earth is all of that going to be going to be paid back when we you know we are in this constant state of what really is is going on and 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 the markets you know bounce back and then they quieten down again and I think you know in terms of the government really listening to what real estate can can do and should be doing and how it you know is essential really if if government wants to achieve on any of its targets that has to come down to the real estate industry but it is so rubbish at bringing itself together with one one voice to really talk to that industry and it's difficult for real estate to do that because it is so many things you know is real estate the agents is real estate the investors is it the developers is it is it even the occupiers it's it you know I get that it's really difficult for them to sort of um really explain to government what what they are and what they what they do but it needs to work harder at that if it if it really wants to be recognized for what it can do rather than it being you know a vehicle to tax and you know a vehicle that seemingly has you know bottomless pockets that can you know it can take not having rent paid for for gosh how long is it now over over a year I I suppose you know it, it 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 has it has to step up it has to you know as we've talked about action it has to do something meaningful I can almost hear the cheers out there in listener land uh, from here. Uh, I think my biggest hope for 2022 is someone makes a real estate version of succession. How cool would that be? I nearly <laughs> saw then, but I won't. I mean, how many how many true stories out there are there already, do you think, which is the real estate version of succession? I mean, they just must the, the industry is teeming with them, surely. <laughs> crying out to be made. Right. OK, guys. So there is a quiz of the year to be uh, yes. to, to be done now uh, i know we're going to get a protest a slight protest a muted protest not muted because... or slight not muted or slight i'm unmuted and it's not in any way slight can i please just so here <laughs> here is here is my suggestion okay we're going to do this in teams okay emily i'm going to give you your choice of oh, partner no. to, to, in the quiz no you're like the sports captain <laughs> But I'm the weak. But I'm the weak link. I'm the weak link. I mean, can we just remind everybody that the reason that I'm the weak link is not because I'm actually a weak link. Well, I'm, I don't know. In my in my mind, I'm not. It's because I wasn't actually around from January until September. Exactly. So, so I can't bad, believe so. that you weren't reading issues of EG to you know your unborn child, and then as as she was born every day, just reading reading. No, I I know. I think I that's like appalling. I've... I think you should be ashamed of yourself. Do you know what? I am. I feel like I've just dropped a huge ball and that I'm probably I've probably set her on the path for destruction and failure. Um, the, I tell you what, the market wrap each evening with just some warm milk would have been that's the perfect, perfect that's the perfect story to nod off to. Landsex. Landsex stock surged today after a <laughs> trading update left investors upbeat about oh she's gone. She's gone. She's already gone. <laughs> Him, I, I think that was your other job that you do and <laughs> not for children 
Um, oh, if I'd known, because the first few months of sleep were non-existent, so you know, I should have, I should have known. Um, everybody's I have a hoping Emily, I don't pick for them. A, a new special for for 2022. Uh, uh-huh. My first EG. You could have a a child-friendly read-along to your your kids uh, section in an in an issue of EG just for Tilly. Oh God, I mean, she. If, if anyone else has got. I mean, I don't know. I don't think she sits. She doesn't sit, sit still long enough for Peter Rabbit's Christmas wish at the moment. I mean, for goodness sake. Um, right. So whoever. Right, so gets... anyway, the format. So we have a, a question called from EG's headlines for every month of the year. So we've got 12 questions. Alexa's having trouble understanding me. She's cutting in in the background. She wants to get in the action. Uh, yes. Yeah, so 12 questions. Uh, you will take them alternately uh, in teams of two. So, Emily, who are you going to be with? Oh, God, no one's going to want to get picked by me because uh, I, do you know what? I'm going to go for um, Tim. OK, a, a wise choice. bearing Because I think that he would have I think he's the person that's seen the most headlines go through. That's okay. what I think. It was. I'm sorry, Sam. It was between Tim and Pui. <laughs> okay, but so my, mem- we'll... my memory is not what it used to be, particularly after the eggnog. OK, but well. let's see how we go. So in that case, I will let Sam and Pui decide whether they want to go first with January or second with February. I I would go February. Let's do February. OK, right. So first question to Tim and Emily. In to January, <laughs> you're going to come in in September. Uh, in January, which <laughs> businessman and TV personality was on the lookout for a buyer for his company's £38.5 million lever building in Clerkenwell. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure our pun around it was something to do with looking for a sweet deal. It is <laughs> Alan Sugar. It is Lord Sugar. Well done. One I feel point. like I made a. I feel like I made a good choice here. Even remembers the headline. <laughs> okay, uh, February. This is uh, the first of a few uh, missing words questions. Oh no, bugger! Should have picked January. <laughs> they've, no, it's right. They, they've, they've been evened out. Everyone gets a gets an even number of missing word questions. So, can you fill in the blank in this headline from February? On the hunt for the UK's first blank museum. On the hunt oh. for the UK's first blank museum. I know this because I think I wrote it. I think you probably did. And it was um, queer. It is. This was, of course, during LGBT plus history month, uh, the mission of Joseph Galliano, founder of Queer Britain, uh, to found an all year round celebration of queer history. Uh, Back to Tim and Emily. One one. In March, planning consent was granted for the UK's first shopping centre to town centre conversion in which town? Shopping, shopping centre to, to town centre. Yes, apparently Sam, so. Sam knows it. I can see from her. Oh, no, she doesn't. Oh. <laughs> In which town? Oh crikey! I really don't have a clue, and I don't re- think I really understand what a shopping centre to town centre conversion was. You take the roof right. off. I guess you. Do. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's what you do. Knock down some walls. Put some resi in there, and then it's a town centre. Um. We could do real estate, right? That's how it works. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Emily, have you got we've any clue? We've, all got, got, any we've clue? all got Christmas lunch to get to, Tim. I've got absolutely no idea. Pick a town. Any town. Nottingham. Uh, not Literally Nottingham. plugged out of the air. Uh, oh, we, not that one. We, another one. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. Do you know? You probably wrote it. 
I probably did. And I actually, I don't know. There's definitely, there's ones that's being turned into parks. Well, I don't know well, if that's, that's really, not a, that's not really a town centre. Not really. So is it March? Shopping centre to town yeah. centre. Was it Bristol? It no. It was not Bristol. Was okay. it? No, hang on. Town centre, so it's not a city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a city. Um, I'm going to say... This is great radio. Oh, I don't. I can't even think of any towns. Painful. Bournemouth. I I, yeah. It was Maidenhead. So, oh, okay. cool. uh, your yeah. second question, Sam and Pui. As confidence grew in London offices in April, which so-called fast, fast, fast fashion specialist, try saying that. Easy for you to say. Indeed, spent £72 million on a central London office in April. Do you know this, Pui? Fast fashion yeah. specialist. Not I only think... does Pui know it, I it, well, she knew it. I think she got it right in a previous, e.g., like Sunday morning quiz. No but that was I, I was going to say was eight that at least ago. one of these questions was from um, a previous uh, a previous podcast. Absolutely. Alex wrote this story, didn't he? Is it? Uh, I, so, sorry, it's uh, well, a fast it? fashion giant that took oh, an yes. office. Uh, I feel but, like there's yes. been quite a few. Um, but which one did it in April? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I really want to say Depop, but I don't. I you know I I don't know if because Boohoo also did take some office space. Uh, so I I'll just I'll stick with Depop. I'll stick with Depop. <laughs> um, Tim, what would you have gone for? I would have gone for Depop as well. Okay, you you was in fact Boohoo. Oh, damn it! Oh, I knew it was one or so the you other. Came so close. So still Sorry, one. Sorry, Sam. Okay, back to Tim. I then. I was going Depop as well. So uh, being the operative word in this. In this Jess, are you then. sure it's not Depop? I'm positive. <laughs> when was, was Depop? Tim, who's Timmy one? Tim. <laughs> Only because I was going to guess that as well. But it's not. I wouldn't, have even, I wouldn't have even stolen us the point away. Welcome everyone to... to the real Emily Wright. <laughs> That's why I'm not allowed to play games. <laughs> it's, a, it's a proper. It's a proper Christmas day. It's descending into our. Descending into the fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's the in May. Yep. In May, this is to, to back to Tim and Emily, which new co-living developer launched with funding from Dragon's Den investor Tuka Suleiman with ambitious plans for a five billion pound London portfolio? One of I, remem I remember Emma's story, but there is no way I will be able to remember the um, the name of the company. Okay, so we'll, we'll ping it over. Do to we get? Do we get? Do we get phone a friend? Which would just be me sending <laughs> Emma a quick Teams message. What was that story about the guy from Dragons Den? It was um, um, was it a US company? Was it uh, uh, probably? Oh, what was it called? If I said it has the same name as a comic, would that ring any bells? No. It is dandy. 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 I just said that. Did so I say that before? You said it. Just make it. You don't get the point. I was just but, thinking uh, <laughs> Dino's a weird name for co-living. Um, I, I can't remember whether I we still got don't Dino even remember the story. I just guessed a comic. It was that. It was that. Paul. Okay. So back to Sam and Pui. I believe it is still locked, deadlocked at one-one as we head into June. And Sam, you'll be slightly familiar with this question as well. So according to Dr. Lee Elliott. Global Head of Occupier Research at Knight Frank, there are four S words that encapsulate what global occupiers want. What are they? And I'll give you the point if you get three of the four. <laughs> okay. 
um, there was sustainability. There was sociability. That wasn't was social. One, but, but if you get if you get two more and they're right, I'll give you the point. Um, I wrote this as well. <laughs> And I um, asked you about it. Well, yeah, you did. I know, I but that was in find, June, and I'm an old lady, the, the, and my memory is not good. Um, sustainability, space. Not space. Sorry. So the four S's. Uh, what about Pui? Pui might know them. Oh, that's true. Pui. Uh, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, um, it's uh, as we said at the time it's a bit like the five d's of dodgeball yeah. uh, but uh, it's uh, strategy safety sustainability and smart by which oh, i assume technology is in brackets afterwards uh, so still one one so exciting uh july it's almost as if uh, the year never happened and uh, july <laughs> i interviewed tim and emily i interviewed property law commissioner nick hopkins tim you'll remember the trees uh, in the background of the photo, I'm sure. All of your interviewees loved trees in their <laughs> gardens this year. It was it was beautiful. It um, so I interviewed uh, Professor Nick Hopkins about the Law Commission's consultation on its latest programme of law reform. But is it the 13th programme, the 14th programme or the 15th programme of law reform? I'm almost positive it's the 14th. I was going to say 14th as well for what it's worth. Tim and Emily take a two-one lead. Yay! Whoop, whoop. There we go. It's 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 a visual memory aid. The trees, you see, it helps. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think that's cheating. Also, I think you gave also... them a clue with trees. <laughs> it sounds like fourteen. <laughs> but psychologically, psychologically, if you're mm. going to pick a question, then you pick the answer, and then more often than not, put one on either side of the right answer, wouldn't you? Uh, that that may well be true, but there might be more than one multiple choice uh, question in this quiz. So. Ah. Yeah. And now you're changing well, it. Wrong. I, I, we, we might, I might return <laughs> to that. that point later. <laughs> <laughs> um, in August, Sam and Pui, the WeWork documentary was released on streaming platforms. Can you remember what it was called? And if you get pretty close, I'll let you have it. Oh. No, I didn't watch it because. I couldn't bring myself. No. It's obviously called no. We Something, isn't it? It's got a slightly long title. Well, it's got it's got a it's got one of those. It's called We Work or, and then there's a there's a slightly longer alternative title in the official title. I think I know this. Oh. Let's pass it over to Emily. It is, isn't it? The making yes. of a. The making and breaking of a yes. 40 something billion yes. unicorn. The that billion. was a great team effort. Sam threw in the building. <laughs> yes, that, that is that is what it what it was, pretty much. The making and breaking of a 47 billion dollar unicorn. That's a bit of a rubbish title, isn't it? Let's face it. That's <laughs> like clearly not, clearly not memorable. They need some EG subs to stick a pun in there <laughs> or something. We work. No, it won't. That's a perfect, <laughs> uh, perfect setup. Another, another fill in the blank question uh, for September. Oh, I'm very uh, conscious Tim. that my my uh, my get out of jail free card is expired by now. So I was back in September. Tim and Emily would with a two one lead. Can you fill in the blank in this headline from September? Partner swaps Montague Evans 
for blank. Yes, and I feel bad because we would have got this so easily because she wrote this brilliant story. Um, swaps Montague Evans for big cats. <laughs> it is absolutely one of the headlines of the year. But tough luck, please. It's just the, the luck of Pui, the draw, can, unfortunately. Pui, can you just remind listeners what that story was? Because it was it's my favourite people move story of the year by far by a country mile. Oh, well, it was it was, it was truly um, an excellent um, career move uh, made by by an agent going um, into a, a degree in zoology. So, and with a and he had a particular passion for big cats. So, I hope yeah. we're going to follow it Love up it. When, with an EG interview when he makes it with a great photo 100%. shoot of, of him with his big cats. Can the headline please be Tiger King? <laughs> Absolutely, certainly, yes, certainly yes, what diary can. made of the story. Uh, so three one uh, to to Tim and Emily. You 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 really need to pull this pull this back. So October is another fill in the blank. Can you fill in the blank in this headline? Blank toasts new Shoreditch HQ. Blank toasts new Shoreditch HQ. I mean that's it's a pun isn't it so it's got to be something to do with toast <laughs> Bread. or alcohol or alcohol, or alcohol. alcohol. alcohol yeah. probably more likely oh. I, I think tim i, I seem to tim recall tim like being very this. proud of this one something. at the time although i don't think i i don't think i wrote it no but i think you just I very happy you were, with it yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't Who's gone to Shoreditch? Everyone's gone to Shoreditch. Oh, Emily's know, got it as well. I know, I know. See, we should, you should have done this solo. Did you just, did you just search? Did you no. just do a sneaky little... No, no, I remember. I was back no. in the office. Yeah, and it's in kind of Emily's wheelhouse as well. I remember because I remember, I don't remember it. I remember Tim being really excited about it and then and telling me about it. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to have so to pass sad. it over. Emily, you won't believe this headline. <laughs> like, what a sad little conversation. Tim, go on then. <laughs> Do we get do we get the point if we get it? Or does it not work? Uh, we, we, it's not we're not going into it. It would have turned into an annihilation if we'd done that. Is this, because this is October as well, isn't it? Which is all it was all mm. part of it. Yeah. Oh, okay, hang on, hang on. Then it's oh. beer. Clearly, if it's October. Oh, oh no. I think no. I might have just have thrown you disastrously off course. <laughs> is it is it brew dog or something? It is no. it is not. Sorry. It's um I think it was an well, insurance Emily, company. Emily. I can't remember what they did. Should Emily. I just should I say, or did Emily no. want to? No, Tim, you can you can go for it. I, I I don't I don't I don't need to prove myself, but I am excited <laughs> to have known. I, I do, so I'll go I'll go ahead then. It was an insurance company called Marshmallow. It was indeed, uh, which we uh, which we in the intro described as a tech unicorn, whatever that means. So um, a big marshmallow unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's it's just for pride now for Sam and Pui, but but you can really ram it home, Tim and Emily, with the November question, the final fill in the blank question. Don't tell us that we're all blank. Don't tell us that we're all blank. I remember this headline, and I don't, I can't, but I can't remember the the word. Estate agents. <laughs> Not allowed to do that. Are we? <laughs> I remember this. I don't remember it at all. It was last <laughs> month. Last month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not. It's not. Um, it's not surprising <laughs> for me. Um, I, uh, Sam must surely remember this. Was it? Do- is it doomed? Uh, it is not doomed. Don't tell us that we're all. 
it's a thing, isn't it? Like it's not. It's like this a. This was this was Sam's leader. Yeah, it's, um, the, it's the it's the it's the letter that it's the thing that read this, that read differently when you read it from top to bottom. Oh yes, yeah. oh yeah, oh, yeah. The it's the Patagonia. 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 Uh, it oh, was, yes, it was. Don't don't tell us that we're all screwed. So, for this to lose gracefully, four uh, two, if you get this point in December. This month, just weeks ago, M&S came under fire for plans to bulldoze its Marble Arch flagship and rebuild from scratch. But how much embodied carbon would the planned re- redevelopment contain? Would it be 33,500 tonnes, 36,500 tonnes, or 39,500 tonnes? Oh, gosh. I feel like it would have... <sighs> I was going because because before you given the multiple choice, I would have said <laughs> two thousand something. So um, uh, I I I would be I would lean towards thirty nine thousand five hundred. You are correct. Yeah. Well done, everyone. Uh, so Emily, returning to the psychology point, you are absolutely right that on that first question, I went well. I'm not going to put it in the middle because they'll pick the one in the middle and they'll get it right. But then I got to the second multiple choice question and thus couldn't, you know, was faced with a a similar (laughs) dilemma. So I then kind of made that one the one that was not the middle and went back to the first one and put that in the middle again. Uh, So you you out thunk me, basically, Emily. Well (laughs) done. And people say it's easy to be a quiz master. Look at the work that you're putting into this. (laughs) Oh, my God, the hours. Uh, I was doing this. I was doing this at 10 p.m. On last night on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Uh, so uh, thanks, guys. Tim was was a bit baffled that we put an hour into the uh, schedule for this, but in, in actual fact, we've been recording for fifty odd minutes. Uh, hope I hope those of you at home have enjoyed listening to this on Christmas morning and uh, can now go off and enjoy your lunch and maybe catch the Queen. Uh, and, <laughs> sounds uh, a bit sounds a bit sinister. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like there's a nationwide queen hunt on. <laughs> we should we uh, should say, um, Jess, in the spirit of being inclusive, that this is is not just eg like Christmas morning. It absolutely. is eg like any celebration morning or just even Sunday. Um, but we that but we hope that people have had a little bit of fun yes. along the way. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for listening uh, to EG Like Sunday Morning and all our other podcasts throughout the year. Uh, We will be back in 2022. Happy Christmas.